Have you experienced the loss of close friends or family members on your journey towards greater self-awareness? Do you often find yourself consumed by thoughts of what others might think? In today's episode, our guest will share her journey of prioritizing self-growth and well-being, regardless of external opinions. She's an example of authenticity, and it's one of the qualities I admire the most about her. I'm thrilled for you to hear her story because if you've ever felt alone in the process of listening to your own needs and honor your desires, wondering if anyone else can relate to your experiences, then this episode is for you. Get ready to be inspired by her journey and perhaps pick up a few tools to help you on your path to the ultimate goal, being true to yourself. Let's dive right in. I'm Corina Ortega, just a regular Venezuelan woman who is passionate about being the voice she once needed by helping you navigate through your own people-pleasing recovery journey. I walk with you through the lessons I've learned throughout my own process and give you the tools that will help you make decisions that start prioritizing your own needs. Think of it as our personal date with a menu full of clarity and awareness. Get ready to learn and be challenged to dig deep through these conversations to unravel this prioritizing journey together. This is the Inner Pleaser Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Inner Pleaser Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure to introduce you to Dilena Chopesi an integrative healing therapist from Venezuela. She has been integrating the incredible benefits of doTERRA into her practice, which is where I know her from. Her main focus is to guide individuals in creating routines that transform their eating habits and reduce the toxic load in their lives, ultimately curbing chronic inflammation and illness. But there's more to Tilena than her healing work. She's a passionate cook and enjoys spending quality time in nature with her husband, Jose, and their two amazing boys. Dilena wears many hats in the world of holistic well-being, including biodecoding, self-healing, NLP, tapping, aromatage, symphony of the cells technique, access bars, facelift, Reiki, Akashic records, entity facilitation, mindful eating, detox, and so on. She's very outspoken, self-confident, and genuinely committed to everything she does. As a high achiever, once Dilena sets her mind to something, you can count on her to deliver. Hi, Dile. Welcome to the Inner Pleaser podcast. I am very honored to have you here and to learn from your story. Hi, Curry. Thank you so much for having me in. I am so excited. This is my first podcast. So, wow, thank you so much. It's an honor. I admire the work that you do. That's something I've been telling you for, for quite a while. And you're a reference to me in the business side of things. But since the moment that you spoke in this year's doTERRA's convention, I knew that there was something that all our listeners and I could learn from from your experiences. So that's why we're here. So to prove her authenticity, which is something that I hope that everyone that's listening can take from her today. When I asked her to be on the podcast, she immediately agreed. However, she followed with 
for this statement. I have no idea what people pleasing even means, which made me laugh. But it also showed how genuine and self-aware she is today. It was clear to me that she may not relate to this concept as of this moment because of how confident and self-aware she is. However, I thought that maybe uh, she wasn't always like this and certain experiences shaped her into the person that she is today. So as we chatted for a while, we discovered one uh, significant um, thing in her journey that I believe is highly relevant to anyone that's working on self-improvement. So that topic is how we sometimes lose important people in this self-improvement process. So Dile, let's go back in time. And can you share any personal experience where you felt you had to prioritize your own growth and well-being, even if it meant potentially losing friends or family in the process? Well, you know, it's interesting, Corey, because all this journey started years ago without me even knowing that it was starting. Because today, having the theory of all these concepts, it's, it's uh, amazing. But uh, as you said, we have a knowledge that sometimes we don't even know that we have. And that is one of the things that I really want to, to give away for people to understand that you can really trust yourself and uh, you are the person that you have to trust the most. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, for me, self-esteem was not on my high level. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is very, uh, sometimes even hard for people to hear from me because people see me from the outside as a very confident person. You know, I see this, I want it, I go get it and that's it. But maybe you don't see the insides of that person and all the things that that person has to go through to get there. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that happened to me that was very important is that since I moved to America when I was 12, I was having very hard time living there because since young, I've been feeling things that regular people don't feel normally, you know? Mm -hmm. So I didn't understand why when I was there, I was not feeling right. I was not feeling, and it's okay for you not to feel right at a specific place. Mm -hmm. You know, even though like everybody tells you, this is the perfect place. And here you have all the commodities and all the good things for you maybe that is not enough for you and for you to understand that that is the best first gift that you can have why because you're listening to yourself you're listening to your body and if you're not feeling comfortable somewhere then that's the place you have to say okay what are we going to do about this and uh, when I was when I was 15 it was the first time I told my parents that I needed, I needed to move out. And I remember I, I, I used to tell my dad every day, I wanna move, I wanna move out. And I was 15, of course I couldn't move out like just because, you know, and my parents were not gonna 
change or all their lives just because I wanted to move on. They were living there with you. Well, my mom was living in Venezuela. My okay. dad was living in Houston. Gotcha. And I was living with my dad's family in Houston. Okay. The thing is that when I was there, I really was not feeling my best. I, I, I was having depression without even knowing what depression mm-hmm. is. I mean, what does a 15-year-old girl mm-hmm. knows what depression is? Right. And it was so hard that the psychologist of my school told my dad, okay, it's not a matter of something that she just wants. I mean, she's really having trouble here. So I remember one day, but the thing is in America, I was having a lot of progress as as school-wise. I was going to a school that was very interesting because it was a performing and visual arts school and I was having very good grades. I mean, professionally-wise, it was like, okay, she has to be here. But I was not happy. Mm-hmm. So I remember we were in the car and my dad was saying, you were going to be the best. You were going to go to Hollywood. And I remember saying, yes, I will be a rock star at wherever I, de- I desire to be. And if that is being an actress, yes, you will see me with the best actresses. But you will have a lot of recognition from your kid but from your drug addict kid Hmm. because I would be so bad emotionally that yes I will have all those recognitions but at the same time probably you're not going to be happy where that kid is going to be so what do you want in life do you want recognition or do you want the best for you so by then I I, uh, decided to come back to Venezuela well we decided And I stayed in Venezuela for a few years. And then the agreement was that I was going to go back when I finished high school. I was going to go back and do my university in America. Mm -hmm. So I did. I had everything I needed. I was super happy for what America had given me. Mm -hmm. At that point, I had to be back with my mom in Venezuela because it's just that my heart was not feeling good and I was having a lot of anxiety I was having bad things happening to my physical body I mean my hair was coming off I was not sleeping my heart was like beating so hard that I would wake up in the middle of the night and for that to happen to a 22 year old girl I mean that it's not needed so back then I decided to go back to Venezuela and uh, my dad was so mad My grandma didn't even talk to me for about two years. My sister didn't want to talk to me. My dad, he still says, we've been through this for what, 14 (laughs) years, 14 years. And he still says, I don't understand why you moved back to Venezuela. Wow. My friends were saying, I think she's not, I mean, she's really in a bad time. I don't understand why she's going to uh, back to Venezuela. Everybody, because in that time, that specific moment, everybody in Venezuela was leaving the country because the country was right. in such a big economic and political mess. Mm-hmm. Everybody was leaving out. And imagine, I was coming in. It, it was not... Uh, a regular decision it was not a normal decision for anyone else but for me it was what I had to do and 
it was very hard having my dad telling me, you're not, you're not doing what you have to do. Uh, this is a crazy idea. Why are you doing this? I mean, you're going to a horrible loop. Dad, it was my dad. It was my grandma. It was my whole family. It was my friends. I still have friends mm-hmm. that they don't even understand why I moved. And the thing is, if I was still going to do whatever everyone wanted me to do, I would have been dead by now. Yeah. To me, it's so powerful that you were able to have this awareness from a very young age because I had my self-awareness journey when I was nearly 30, 30 years old. And for you to have this realizations right where you were 12 or 15, it's, it's incredible to me. And, and it's amazing that you have that ability to say, no, what I want and my health matters most. You know, one of the things that I really want to make clear is that it was scary mm-hmm. and it was painful having all your family and friends because normally your family can be sometimes, you know, with a, with different thoughts of what you want, mm-hmm. but your friends, your friends normally think yeah. what you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And having your friends telling you, all your friends, I, I came back to Venezuela and I didn't have any friends here. Mm-hmm. So literally it was to start a complete life from zero. And even though I had to start everything from scratch, I was like, okay, I'll do this. One of the things that uh, today I hear a lot from people that are over there is that, you know, Tile, I did not have the courage in that moment to do what you did. So it's interesting that sometimes people that judge you Mm -hmm. in their very, very, very deep inner thoughts, very secretly, maybe they think as you are thinking, but they don't have the courage to take the decisions that will take them where they want to be. Just because they don't take that decision and they don't take that step doesn't mean that you don't have to take it. Right. And it, it, it was very similar when I started with doTERRA too. Mm-hmm. Because when I started with doTERRA, I had um, a photography studio that was very popular here in Venezuela. But I was not having time for myself. And mm-hmm. I already had two kids. And I said, you know what? I'm not spending time with my kids. So what, what are we doing with it? Mm-hmm. And then the doTERRA opportunity came to me there were so many people that said oh my goodness you're so talented your studio is the bomb and you're gonna drop it all just to be one more distributor of those oils you know what maybe you don't see this Mm. but if I see it I have to do something about it if I feel that that studio it's not where I have to be. Maybe I don't have to close it out completely today. Maybe I have to see how it goes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which I did because I mean, it's business. I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I said, you know what? If my heart feels that it's through this path, who am I in my thoughts just to close it out? Because people don't feel 
that this is for me? Right. Why not? And that's the question. Why not? Why do you have to keep yourself in a box, in a cage, just because everybody wants you to be in that cage because that feels safe? Yeah, and I and I believe that when people make these judgments or try to put their fears onto you by telling you you're crazy about the decisions that you're about to make or showing you all the possibilities of how it is a wrong decision. It's all based on their own story, on their own fears, on how they are not letting themselves be that brave and go for the things that they want. So they, they feel uncomfortable when they see other people like you in this case going for whatever they feel like they need to be going after. So it's, it's really remarkable to see how you have time after time come through several situations that have put you in that position to prioritize yourself before what everyone else says. So during that process also, was it hard for you to find people that understood? Because yes, we find people who disagree with us, who challenge us and our ideas. Or did you find people that actually understood what you were going through? You know what? Today, I'm not looking for people who understands me. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for people who respect me. Wow. Because I want to respect people, but I want to respect myself first. If you don't do what your heart was asking you to do, you will always have the thought what, what if. if correct yeah and the what if burns i tell you i think it it burns more uh -huh. than all the fear and all the challenging moments that can come from daring to do the things that we generally want to do and the thing with fear is that we have fear all the time I mean, fear is a, it's a matter of, you know what? Get used to it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I love it because I remember I was listening to a podcast one day that they said, you know what? Put fear in the co-pilot mode. Yeah. You are the one who's driving the car and the fear will always be next to you, but the fear cannot drive the car. So if you're just aware that the fear will always be there, you know what? You're not going to be a, scared of it like a ghost because you already know it exists. It's like, hey, I know you're here and I know you're trying to protect me, but you know what? I think I can handle this. Mm -hmm. So you do your part so I don't kill myself and <laughs> I do my part taking the decisions that will take us to a better place. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's certainly something that we all need to learn how to be able to recognize it and just treat it as another passenger in, in our ride. I agree with you. And any other um, activities or things that you did during those different processes that you were going through to cope with those emotions, to cope with fear? Did you have any rituals or any activities that just ground yourself down and and make you connect more with yourself. What are those things that you did to manage the fear, manage the guilt of, or not making people happy, but making yourself happy? Um, I have many routines that I do. Mm -hmm. One of them is activating my thymus, which is a gland that we have in the middle of our chest. We do some uh, 
little touches there about from 10 to 20 every morning. I think that our body has to be activated. Imagine a machine. It's like a computer. You don't turn it on. It doesn't work. So the same thing happens with our body. So what I do is that I activate my thymus and I also, I activate my pineal gland. I, I try to activate myself being more intuitive because as more intuitive you can be, the best responses you will have in your life because you will be more aware that self-aware that you say mm -hmm. you're going to start believing more in that intuition than in those thoughts that tell you why are you going to do it mm -hmm. because i would always think that something bad was going to happen always mm -hmm. but how was i turning those thoughts off that mm -hmm. is hacking your brain Mm -hmm. But I noticed that every time if what I was doing was coming right from an intuition, it will turn out good. Even though everything in my reality said the opposite. I remember I had this boyfriend that was living in Venezuela while I was studying my university. I was in Houston. And uh, I remember we were going to go with his family to Canada no, for New Year's. So everything was planned. Everything was paid. I mean, it was the most beautiful trip for everybody. About two days before going to this amazing trip, I started having this thing in my heart. You cannot go to this trip. <laughs> so I tell my friends and I tell my sister and everybody's like, you, you're going to this trip. I mean, this man, he might even propose in this trip. So you have to go to this trip. Very deep inside, I was like, you cannot go. You cannot go. And of course, not going was not a regular thought. Not going was not even a normal thought. Correct. So, of course, I went to the trip. Well, what happened aye, aye, is aye. that... The first day of the trip, I tripped. <laughs> I fell. Oh my God. I broke my knee and it was the worst trip of my life. Oh my God. And you had it clear. I had it clearly all the way through. And at that point, the only person that told me don't go to this trip was my mom. Because mm -hmm. my mom, since young, always said, believe in your intuition. You're very intuitive. So wow. believe in it. The thing is that people think that just some people have this. No, everybody has it. Yeah. But you have to train it. And sometimes training it, it's having this thought, it's having this intuition and not following it. And then you see the results and think about it, analyze mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And if you analyze it, then you say, wow. But at that time, the reality is that I didn't follow my intuition because following it was clearly saying to all the people that I had in my surroundings, you know, I'm not going to listen to you. And that meant that maybe they would not want to be with me. They would reject me. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? I followed them. It's, it's interesting because... Think, why do we have to do things 
to have the love of the people that we love. I love my mother just because, and I'll do everything for her just because. Mm-hmm. I love my kids just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not about what they do. It's about who they are. I love them, period. Mm-hmm. So if someone doesn't love me because what I do, it's okay. But I love me first. Correct. And that's why I understand today that I had to go through people that I love not being nice to me, people that I love getting away from me. Mm -hmm. And it's okay because it was too painful for them that I took my own choices. Following your God, following your intuition, despite having people against your beliefs and yourself, would you say that that brought you closer to yourself? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was painful. It was very painful. And I had to do a lot of therapy. Therapy is a great thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 100% I can relate. And because I know that is in those moments where we build up this self-confidence in order to understand that we are enough. And yes, they are very painful moments but those are the ones that bring us closer to who we really are and building that self-confidence and being there for ourselves is really all that we need so so would you say that this prioritizing journey of self-growth impacted your life in a positive way definitely in every way because today i don't have to to ask permission to the world to to do the things mm-hmm. i don't have to ask permission to people no, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And if I do it wrong, I learned from it. Right. But that happens with convention. I was so scared. <laughs> I almost said no. If in any moment you're in doubt of yourself, ask yourself, what if I don't do it? What if? Is the what if stronger than the fear? Or is that the fear stronger of the what if? Because sometimes we have trained the fear so much mm-hmm. that the fear will be stronger than the what if we give it too much space exactly we give an, a lot of space to the fear because that's what they told us mm-hmm. be careful because be careful you know what i have to be careful of not knowing myself exactly not be great we mm-hmm. are capable of of such great things mm-hmm. and that is not being narcissistic that is not being selfish. That is knowing that you are capable of great things if you yeah. just trust yourself. Maybe for you, great things are having an amazing space for people to realize that they can do something more to mm-hmm. that for people pleasing. But for me, it might feel that it's to see my kids grow as happy kids Mm -hmm. and that for me it's enough we have this tendency that greatness is driving a lamborghini and uh, going in private jets but if greatness for you is a different perspective and a different concept to what greatness is for someone else love that people are successful so what does that mean Mm-hmm. For me, being successful is listening to myself. Success, I think it's something very, very personal, but I agree with you. If we get to know ourselves better and enough to know and to follow whatever our 
hearts dictate, I think we definitely can achieve any kind of success that we desire. When I started barefoot walking, I didn't even know that people were doing much barefoot walking. I didn't know why they did it. I didn't know the story behind it or the benefits behind it either. I just had this emotion, Mm -hmm. an intuitive emotion Mm -hmm. that I had to do it. So I started to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I would go to the mountain and I would do it, people would stare at me so hard. And I was so ashamed of it that sometimes I didn't even want to do it just that people would not see me and it's funny because you're in the middle of the forest you can have an insect bed mm-hmm. you can step into a rock I mean there's so many things that can happen when you're barefoot in, in nature mm-hmm. and what was I thinking about people watching me mm-hmm. so when I was saying about be, just be shameless be fresh do whatever you want and people <laughs> think heck about it you know yeah because otherwise you're priving yourself from all the benefits that that has right I didn't even know if that had any benefits but mm-hmm. it just made me happy and you know what I always tell my kids if it makes you happy and you're not harming yourself Correct. and you're not harming others mm-hmm. then maybe people are not understanding what you're doing but maybe they don't have to understand it. But mm-hmm. you're not harming yourself, you're not harming others, and you're happy. So maybe that's the way to go. Yeah. So I remember I started to do it, and I've been doing it for, I don't know, four years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, instead of having people that see me as a crazy person, I was so different all the time mm-hmm. that I just didn't want people to feel or think or see me as a crazy person mm-hmm. I already have too many people see me as a crazy person so <laughs> I didn't even want you know strangers to see me as crazy I'm like I I have enough with all the people that know me you know right, <laughs> right. So when I started to take that shame away from mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. I just started to do mm-hmm. in this case fear was stronger mm-hmm. but I, I keep on doing it that the what if Become. became stronger. Right. Okay. And between all those years, I started learning more and more about it that when people would ask me, oh my goodness, you're so cuckoo, why are you doing this? <laughs> what I would say is that, you know what? I do it because of this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, interesting. Years pass by, and today, instead of saying that, people is like, oh my goodness, that's so cool. I mm. want to do it. Which is what happened with a lot of people when I changed my food habits, mm. when I started barefoot walking. Mm-hmm. And you know what's interesting? That four years later, I was asked to talk in a convention mm. about that. Exactly. So what if mm-hmm. I could not have done it? Right. All the things that came through besides me being happy. Exactly. And I'm sure that there are still people that criticize it because, yes, there is. But the thing is that when you do it so confidently and just trusting yourself and just doing it because you enjoy it, you attract the people that resonate with it. And there you go. 
You know, I learned, and that was one of the things, the, the one of the most beautiful things I've learned is that people will criticize everything. Be aware mm -hmm. of judgment and be open to judgment. Yeah. You know, as more you receive judgment, as more you are not going to care about it. Yeah. So be aware that judgment exists. And you know, the funny thing about judgment is that people even judge about eating healthy. And mm -hmm. doctors ask you to live healthy and to eat healthy and people judge it. So mm -hmm. they're going to judge you. Mm -hmm. Be aware of it and just pass the page and live your life <laughs> as grateful as you can live it. One last piece of advice that you would want to give someone that is going through a similar situation where they have to choose between their personal growth or wants or pleasing others. Try to pay less attention to being ashamed. I mean, and I say this and it really, like, really touches me mm -hmm. because... I remember when I started on Instagram, if any of you follow me on Instagram, you will see a crazy mother <laughs> with the hair not do and uh, not having makeup. <laughs> and sometimes my shirt might be uh, with a hole and I didn't even know it is. Let's call you it know, real. She's it's being super, real. <laughs> <laughs> super, super real. And I remember when I started my aunt saying, oh my goodness, you have to put makeup and uh, you have to put Botox because oh, you're no. starting to see your lines <laughs> and they're not going to follow you because look at this beautiful <laughs> blockers. I mean, and yes, probably they grew super fast because they're so beautiful, but that was not the message I wanted to give. Mm -hmm. So at, at the end, I don't need millions of followers i just need real people because that's what i want to be with those are the people who i want to share my message with and today i feel my message is valuable so if what they see and what they want to see is just the makeup it's okay because it's not just the makeup it's what it's important for them. that's what they find value of correct but you want to hear a little bit more on specific themes, mm -hmm. maybe you don't have to see her. And maybe if you don't want to see the makeup, you can just put play and you don't see her, but you just <laughs> listen to the message, exactly. you know? Yeah. So at the end, we sometimes we worry so much about the envelope mm -hmm. that we don't even get to see what's inside. Right. What about mm -hmm. if we play out that we are blind so we can try to open up ourselves to mm -hmm. even see some stuff that we have not seen before even from ourselves yeah and then magic starts to happen love it thank you so much for last I want to end um, this episode with what I call the short, sweet takeaways. It's five questions, which I want you to answer short and sweet. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self. Follow your intuition. 
<laughs> Love it. Good. Okay. One word that describes your outlook on life. Frequency. Frequency. I love that. Like in the vibration kind of thing, right? Yes. 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 Love it. Okay. A person who has inspired you greatly. My husband. Yay. Cheers for Jose. <laughs> A daily habit that contributes to your well-being. Out of the well, so many that you have, but just choose one. <laughs> walking barefoot. Yes. So delicious. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and last one. Okay. Share your favorite affirmation that you love to repeat to yourself. I am worthy and mm -hmm. I am enough. Love it. Thank you, Tile. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I am truly grateful with all the knowledge and valuable insights that you have shared with us today. I appreciate your time and you so much. And I truly hope that anyone who's listening just gets a bit of your loving and contagious energy. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Corey. I loved it. Thank you so much. I'm so happy Here, that you liked fun. it. <laughs> if you connected with Tile's story, I am going to leave all her details in the description of this episode. So feel free to reach out. I'm sure she'll be thrilled to have a conversation with you. She's such a good person to have on your feed and just to connect with. So thank you one more time for listening to another episode of the Inner Pleaser podcast. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for finishing this episode of the Inner Pleaser podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I cannot wait for you to listen to the next one. If you liked what you heard today and find yourself wanting more, click on the subscribe or follow button and head on to corinaortega.com.